Hi guys! Welcome back to You're Worth More Than a Number, a weekly podcast where I share experiences and advice for people going through recovery, recovered, or just want some encouragement. This week, I have a very special guest, and I can hardly contain my excitement. I'm so excited. I have been following her Instagram and her blog and her podcast for a while now, and I just find her so inspirational. She is a recovered gal, and she is here with us today to share how to experience food freedom and how to accept that your body is not a clock. I have today, our guest is the wonderful Kara from Kara's Kitchen and the Love Your Bod Pod podcast. I will make sure to have all of her links down below, and you should seriously check her out. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, you have to check her out. She is amazing. It's Madison from You Are Worth More Than a Number. I just want to pop on real quick and tell you about today's sponsor for this episode. Well, hi, Kara. Thank you so much for being here this week with me. It's a huge honor to have you on my podcast. Before we get started with our conversation, I was wondering if you could tell everybody who you are and a little bit about what you do. Yes, Madison. Thank you so much for for having me on the pod. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. A little bit about me. Um, I am a holistic health coach, and I help human beings transform their relationships with food and their body. And through that process, it also really transforms their life because it transforms them as a person. And it's really incredible work, and I really love doing it. And I do that through my podcast and through my one-on-one coaching and my group programs and Instagram and yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's cool. Um, I was hoping we could talk a little bit about the phrase, your body is not a clock today because it's something I feel like in our society, it's not known or it's pressed the other way is that it is a clock or it is a calculator and I thought it'd be interesting and good to talk about like that a little bit um and so I was going to ask you like what exactly does that mean Mm, that your body is not a clock uh well if I think about what a clock is, it's something that is incredibly reliable right like a second is the same length Mm -hmm. of time Maybe reliable is not the right word. Consistent and fixed is better. Yeah. Like a clock is fixed, right? So the amount of minutes that are within an hour is fixed and the amount of hours that, with our, that are within a day are fixed. And your body is not like that. Mm-hmm. Your body is not fixed. Your body is not the same every day. Your body is not always hungry when the clock says 7 a.m. or when it says 10 a.m. Your body is not always hungry at 12 p.m. Your body is not always hungry, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So while the clock is consistent and fixed and it doesn't change, okay, aside from like, okay, the time change, right? Like when we switch from, you get what I'm saying here. Your your body's not like that. Your body is organic fluid, ever-changing, ever-evolving. It's in constant reaction to your environment and your stress levels and your self-care and your activity level. And so to assume that your body is going to need a fixed amount of food every day at a fixed amount of time is inaccurate because your body's not fixed. Mm -hmm. Your body is not stagnant. 
Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think it's really important. Um, It's something I struggle with, definitely. And I feel like it's easy to in our society just because of all the messages that get put out there to say that, like, you're supposed you shouldn't eat food past this point you this is breakfast time this is lunch time and it's just like it may it's different for everybody depending on your day and I think that's really important uh why would you say that it's so important to like remember that like why what does like living by and believing that it's not a clock and just being able to like eat whenever like why is that so important to remember like what does it do for you Mm. Well, it allows you to actually truly take care of yourself and it allows you to truly honor your body and take care of it. Uh, if you, I mean, if you were to eat, like if you were to be like hungry the same amount every single day, like it would actually be kind of weird, Mm -hmm. you know, like only eating the same amount of calories every single day at the exact same time is not listening to your body. That's, that's literally control and listening to some um, external cue and external guideline. Mm-hmm. And it's actually like not taking care of your body to do that. So it's important to remind yourself that you're not fixed and that it would be weird if you were the same amount of hungry, same level of hunger at the same time every single day. Like that's not normal. That's weird. That's actually weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because your body's always changing. Your energy levels are always changing. Some days you work out really hard. Some days you lay on the couch all day. Some days you're more stressed. Some days you're more sad. Some days you're more sleep deprived, mm-hmm. right? And like when your body's sleep deprived, it's going to increase your hunger cravings often. Everybody's different, but that can happen. Yeah. And so it's important to remember that responding to your body and listening to your body and then taking actions based on what your body is saying to you is ultimately the best way to take care of yourself and to honor yourself. Yeah. No, that's really good. No, I agree with that. It's it, – it would be weird now that – after you said that, it would be kind of weird that if you were hungry at the same exact time every single day because it's just not how our bodies work. Like – some days you need extra food and some days you might not need as much. And it's just depending on, like you said, movement and just anything like your body's just different each day. And so, yeah, I think that's really good. What (laughs) would you say the easiest way for this to get ingrained in someone's head? Like what is it just like repetition or do you think like there's something someone could do to remember this and keep it, keep them from like thinking their body is a clock? Mm. Well, I think that it, so I think the response to like how someone would start to not treat their body like a clock might, like a clock might vary because everyone might be at different stages in their connection to their body. Mm -hmm. And, you know, diet culture and dieting actually teaches us not to listen to our body. Mm -hmm it teaches us to treat our body like a machine and like a clock. And so, so what that means is disconnecting from diet culture and not listening to external cues like the clock, like calorie counts, like a prescribed way of eating, like a diet or something that is 
basically step one. Yeah. Like you have to actually choose that you're willing to let go of the external guides and the externals control and tune inward and start to listen to your body. And that's a process. That's a practice that can take time depending on where you are at in your journey. In terms of remembering that it's just your body's not a clock period. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, and these external guides, these external experts telling you when to eat, what to eat, how much to eat, they're not in your body. You are in your body. And ultimately, you are the best judge of what your body needs at any given time. Like your body is the best consultant on what you're going to need. So you actually have to consciously choose to not listen to diet culture and follow these external rules and learn to reconnect and trust your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I like you said, I oh, I think I said it, um, that it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's hard for some people. And it is – it's really like – like I, it's hard for me to remember that definitely but i think that looking at it more as like i'm not my body's not fixed and it changes really helps cuz it gives you that perspective of we aren't a machine like you're not a clock you're not a calculator or anything like any of that it's just your body's going to be different each day you're not going to look the same each day you're not going to feel the same each day like it's just how our bodies work. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. I also wanted to talk about food freedom with you a little bit because I know you've been sure. posting on your Instagram about it and you also have, I think, a course or a coaching with you on it. Am I correct in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought maybe you could just share a little bit about like what is what you consider food freedom to be. I mean – I think a lot of people know what it is, but it's always good to have that like reminder of like what it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will answer that. One thing I wanted to add to the previous conversation that uh, we, we didn't mention is that it also depends on like what you eat, right? Cause what you eat is going to affect your hunger levels later on and the amount of food, right? Yes. So if you have, if you have a, a meal, that's more, a more substantial meal that has, all of the different macronutrients that's going to sustain you and keep you satisfied for longer, that's going to affect your hunger later, right? Yeah. Hung- I'm sorry, your hunger cues yeah. <laughs> later. So it, it's not just that your body changes every day. It's also if you're eating different things in different amounts, that's also going to influence your body's need for, for nourishment. And it's also the body's need for nourishment and food isn't just physical. Yeah. It's also emotional. So that's a key component that we have to consider when we're disconnecting from the whole idea of our body as a clock and reconnecting to us being this like living, breathing, changing, you know, organic yeah. thing that is our body. So, And I, I – um, before we move on to the next thing, I maybe you remember yeah. like when I – was at like the very beginning of like my recovery and everything I was, my nutritionist would always tell me that I would always be confused because the day, like when I was not eating enough, I wouldn't really be hungry. But then when I would eat like a good amount, I would be hungry all the time. And it's, I know that's like different, but like, it's the same thing is it like, it depends on how much you eat and stuff. And you might think you're and you also might not, it's just like, removing the labels of times is just so good to put in your life because 
when you think that you can only eat a certain time, it makes it stressful and it can like become like very restrictive in your life. And it's, that's not good to have. Mm-hmm. Well, and it can also just like, it, it can be stressful also because like, if you, if you have like a job and your lunch breaks at noon, mm-hmm. right. Or, and you're like, I, I can't eat until one yeah. or whatever. Right. So like, it also just interrupts your life to be rigid when it comes to eating and taking care of yourself. There needs to be flexibility. There needs to be compassion. There needs to be the opportunity for life to occur. And when you're rigid and fixed, it doesn't really leave space for like life to just happen. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so glad we got that in there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So moving on to like the food freedom question, when I think about what food freedom is, it's, it's, it's freeing in a way, Mm -hmm. right? Because we're not constantly trying to control our food. We're not constantly obsessing, overthinking, overanalyzing, thinking about what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, should we even eat at all? We're not planning out lunch while we're in the middle of breakfast. We're not waking up thinking about what we're eating. We're not going to bed running through this tally of what did we eat? What do we need to earn? What do we need to make up for? Mm -hmm. Right. That's like the opposite of food freedom. So it's, it's distracting. It's exhausting. It interrupts your ability to enjoy life, to go out to a restaurant, to accept a spontaneous invitation from a girlfriend to go get happy hour. It interrupts your ability to be present at social events and parties. You freak out around the craft, like the craft food table, the snack table. And if you're going to be able to control yourself around food, it makes you incredibly self-conscious. You judge what you're eating. You wonder if people are judging you for what you're eating. You're judging others for what they're eating. It's just like all-consuming, exhausting. Like that's the opposite of food freedom. So when I think about what food freedom is, eating is easy. Mm -hmm. Eating is no big deal. You can choose what you want to eat from a place of power as opposed to a place of fear. Mm -hmm. And you can choose what to eat and how much to eat without it being this massive dilemma this massive conflicting stressful experience. Yeah. It's easy and it's peaceful and you actually allow yourself to enjoy food and you don't have this massive negative internal dialogue when you eat something you consider not healthy or not good. Yeah. You can have a, you can have a grilled cheese and metaphorically put a period out after the end of that experience and move on with your life as opposed to oh crap, I just ate bread and dairy and I'm a disgusting fat pig and I better like make up for it by eating salads tomorrow and like push myself extra hard. You can just enjoy the grilled cheese and move on with your life yeah. because it's insignificant. And you're, and a huge component of food freedom is, a, is body image as well. I think that it's really hard to cultivate food freedom without also doing the body image work and the self-acceptance work because so much of our disordered relationship with food is rooted in dissatisfaction Mm -hmm. uh, with our body, hating our body, wanting to change it, thinking it's not good enough, thinking it's ugly and gross. And then as a result that we're gross and that we're bad and that we're unworthy and we're not enough. So a huge component of food freedom is body image work and self-acceptance work and cultivating self-worth outside of your weight. Yeah. Yeah. And so what does food freedom mean? It means being at peace with food. It means eating is easy. It means that you eat a wide variety of foods that you find pleasurable and satisfying satisfactory, Mm -hmm. wait, satisfying, satisfying, Yeah. (laughs) free from shame, judgment, fear, or guilt. 
And you also have separated your worth from your weight and what you look like. You can not be so obsessed with what your body looks like as well, because that's a huge driver of what makes us obsessed with food is being obsessed with our body in a, in a not positive way. So yeah. Yeah, I think food freedom is just fucking life-changing. Sorry, can I swear? Yeah, you can swear. <laughs> it's life-changing because when you have a disordered relationship with food, it 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 like seeps into all areas of your life. It affects all of your relationships. It affects your ability to be present, your ability to be productive at work, right? Like it yeah. takes up so much time. So when you transform your relationship with food, you transform your relationship to life. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. Uh, and you talked a little bit about how someone can achieve it. And you said body image, like being satisfied with what you see in the mirror is what you said. And is that what you said? I think just being okay with what you see in the mirror, just being at peace with it. Not, not like constantly feeling like it defines you and your worth. Yeah. Is there anything else that you think that you have to be okay with or do in order to actually experience food freedom? Mm, gosh. I mean, there's nuance there. There's a lot of gray. Yeah. like what someone needs to do individual, there might be something that's individual from person to person because oh, everybody's yeah. journey and experience is unique. Right. So like for a lot of women, they have, they have inability to like cultivate friendships with women, like intimate friendships with women. And there's always fear of judgment from others. And they're, they always feel like they're in competition with other women or they're just like, Oh, I'm just a guy's girl. Like I just get along with guys. And it's actually not that that's not the case that there Mm -hmm. needs to be healing around the sisterhood wound. Right. So that there can be like nuances here in, in everybody's healing process. But I think getting over fear foods, right? Like doing all of the Mm -hmm. food work, whatever's there for you, right? Getting over restriction, where are we restricting ourselves? Learning to make peace with, with all of the fear foods Mm -hmm. and the off limits foods and yeah, the body image piece, but within the body image piece is self-acceptance, right? And that can be, that can, there can be so much under that umbrella. But I do think that the two big components of like overcoming this stuff is, is the food work and the body image work. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And do you think that, and so you said that it's life changing. So that's why it's worth it. It completely changes your life. Like what, if you don't mind me asking, what did it Mm -hmm. do for you? Like when you finally were able to have food freedom, like did did you just notice it one day or was it like gradual or? Oh, I mean, I worked consciously very hard. Mm Mm-hmm to heal my relationship with food. You know, I like had a very intense, severe eating disorder yeah. and it was a conscious choice to work towards recovery. Mm-hmm. For me personally, it wasn't something that just like magically happened. I consciously had to choose to work towards it. Yeah. And it took me a while because I really struggled to find help, which is why I do what I do now because I want to be for women what I wished I had for myself. Yeah. Um, so it took, it took time and it was a, it was an, it was a conscious choice because I would be at, you know, it'd be mealtime and I would have to choose recovery or thinness, recovery or thinness. And I'd have to choose 
recovery. I'd have to make an empowered choice to do what I knew would honor me and get me closer to recovery as opposed to going back to the restrictive behaviors yeah, and the, the eating disorder behaviors because I was so obsessed with being thin. Mm-hmm. So it was like I had to choose recovery over thinness every day, every meal, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like how did it change my life? I mean my life's entirely different now. You know, yeah. like I'm not obsessively thinking about food all day long. Yeah. You know, all of those things that I listed earlier in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm not locking myself in my room and binge eating. Mm-hmm. I'm not spending – like I spent so much money on food that I would just like binge and purge on. Mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore. I don't, there's, I'm not like eating in shame and keeping secrets from the people in my life. You know, my eating disorder created a wedge between me and the people in my life because I was hiding. I was sneaking food. I was sneaking around. I was being incredibly dishonest. I had this huge, big, dark secret Mm -hmm. that nobody knew that I was dealing with. I'd gotten so good at hiding it, right? Like everybody thought I was like, was quote the healthy one. I felt so inauthentic Mm -hmm. because everyone just thought I was the healthy one who had like my shit together with like exercise and food. And I'm like, yeah, if you only actually really knew, right? Yeah. So, so it changed my life because I wasn't starving myself and then binging, right? Because it was restrict, binge, restrict, binge, restrict, binge, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not punishing myself with exercise. My relationship with exercise was not as extreme as I've encountered with other people. Mm -hmm. Um, But like exercise was always about losing weight and getting skinny and like firming up my butt. It was never like, this is fun. This feels good. Let's go like exercise and get outside. It was like never this positive experience. Yeah. Um, Or it was – Sometimes it was positive, but for the most part, it was like, you need to work out so that you can like get skinny and make up for the food you ate, you know? Yeah. And then just like being able to actually like fully apply myself to like my work and to my school and being present when going out to eat, like not being stressed out about the restaurant menus, not being like, oh, I can't eat there because they don't have my type of food. Like it's just no big deal. Like I have so much more time, so much more brain space, so much more energy. I'm not constantly beating myself up. Yeah. I actually like no longer base my worth on what I look like. And, and through this process also, I've stopped caring about what other people think as much. That's been incredibly freeing. Yeah. I actually can go into a party and be confident and like talk to people and not have it be this painful mental experience because I was so insecure, Mm -hmm. so insecure. And part of the healing process was healing all of these childhood wounds and childhood trauma and all of these beliefs that I had about myself that were disempowering and not true. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's just changed my life. And there's no way that healing your relationship with food can't change your life because food is something, it's a huge part of life. Like I can, I can enjoy Thanksgiving now. Yeah. I can enjoy Christmas now. I can like not binge eat like all of my Halloween candy now. Like my life has changed. Mm-hmm. How, how could it not? I mean, you know. Exactly. <laughs> no, I relate to the – a couple of things you said. Like the um, can't go out because they don't have my type of food. Like that is something that like when I was like really deep in my disorder, that was something that like was so prevalent. Like I only – if they had – I wouldn't – if they had certain things that I liked, I would go. But if they didn't have any of those things, I wouldn't go. And so, yeah, it's like, Keep going. for me, like, no, for me, my food freedom is definitely like getting better. It's not 100% yet, but it takes time. Like you said, like most people in recovery, it doesn't just happen overnight. It's not a, if it happened overnight, there wouldn't be 
recovery kind of is what I always thought about it because it just like happened overnight so I've been working at it definitely and I'm getting there but there definitely are still things that um I struggle with but they some of the things you mentioned I was like wow that used to be me and I don't do that anymore like that's just crazy Mm. um and I just don't notice it unless like I I don't know I haven't noticed it really as much I guess because it's been gradual but Mm -hmm. um yeah my biggest thing is the body and the clock thing. But I think that what you said is really helpful because I, ever since I was little, I would always think we just like my parents, we always would generally eat dinner around the same time and lunch would be around the same time. Cause I was in school and breakfast would be around the same time. Cause like I had to go to school and then like going to college, I like kind of, it's more relaxed and everything because I don't you pick when your classes are and stuff and so I don't it's been like my times got all messed up and then it was just like hard because I was like this is wrong I'm eating at the wrong time but there is no wrong time and so that's something that I've had to keep reminding myself there's no wrong time to eat like you if you're hungry at 10 o'clock eat something at 10 o'clock like it's not gonna kill you either way (laughs) like and that's definitely something that I've been telling myself and what you said was really helpful definitely Mm -hmm. um yeah we have to trust ourselves and not judge ourselves we judge our hunger so much we're like why am I hungry am I really hungry is this physical (laughs) hunger or is this emotional hunger yeah I shouldn't be hungry right now I just see (laughs) what's going on like it's just like oh my gosh no body (laughs) I feel that's so strong like there'll be times like after lunch like you'll like be like I don't understand why I'm hungry I literally just ate lunch but it's like maybe you needed more that day and you just yep but no you're so right like we judge our hunger so much (laughs) it's like a burden sometimes I feel like in our society people are like oh like I have to be hungry I just need to get this done like (laughs) (laughs) but no that's that was really good um so do you have any the last thing I want to ask is do you have any tips um, to help a person, I know you mentioned a few, to help a person have less food guilt and more food freedom or to help them be more accepting of the fact that their body's not a clock. Like, do you have any tips to help you in that way? I know it's different for everybody, but like <laughs> general tips. Yeah, I think something that really helps me with this, this whole idea of like your body's not a clock and you need to, to, and that you can trust it and honor it and, and be fluid and flexible is to remind yourself that you are like a, an, an animal, mm-hmm. you're a human animal and you have these natural biological instincts that are in place to help keep you alive mm-hmm. and honoring your body's hunger and fullness is just listening to your body's instincts, listening to your body's cues. So just like when your body sends you signals for t- being tired mm-hmm. and like you can kind of sense like, oh, I'm starting to feel tired. Like my eyelids are getting heavy. I'm yawning. I'm feeling sluggish, right? Like your body is sending you single signals like, yo, hey, we're tired. Let's go. Let's go rest. Let's go sleep. Or like when your body is sending you signals like to need to go pee. And yeah. You can kind of you start to get that physical sensation of like, oh, I need to pee. And, you're, and so you go to the bathroom. These are like your body's natural biological instincts. 
Yeah. And they're controlled by this animal part of your brain. Mm -hmm. Thank God, right, that they're controlled by the unconscious part of the brain. Because if we constantly had to remember to do these things. Bad. Right. If we constantly had to remember to breathe or for our heart to beat. Right. So your body's need for sleep, your body's need for oxygen, for water when it's thirsty, your body's need to go to the bathroom, your body's need for rest, and your body's need for food. These are natural biological instincts. So you just need to remind yourself that when your body is sending you signals for something, it's because your body's trying to keep you alive. It's trying to take care of you. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't judge our body when it needs to go pee. So why are we judging our body when it's telling us it needs more food? Ooh. It's just a biological instinct. Yeah. Right. So like you don't, ju- you don't say, Oh, I'm only allowed to pee three times a day. <laughs> no, you just pee as many times as you need to pee. So you're allowed to eat more than three times a day. If your body's hungry and it wants more food, feed it just like you would go pee and like not make it a big deal. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like, if we treated peeing the way we do eating, it would be hilarious. Oh my gosh. Like, Oh, it's 7am. <laughs> I really need to pee, but you know what? I'm not allowed to pee until 10 a.m., so I'm going to wait. <laughs> that would be terrible. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> it would be actually funny, though, but no, it would be bad. <laughs> yeah. So just remember that, like, your body's communicating its needs to you because it's trying to keep you alive and help you thrive. Mm-hmm. And so, you're, so like, your body's need for, for any of its biological needs, none of that is a clock. Mm-hmm. All of it's organic, all of it's individual, all of it's ever changing, right? Like when you're exercising and you're running, your body's need for oxygen increases, which is why you breathe heavy. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So like if you exercise intensely and you burn off a lot of energy, you're likely going to be more hungry and need to replenish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so can you just remember that like your body's need for food is ever changing because it's, it's responding to everything that's happening moment to moment. Yes. It's not fixed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was good. Mm. I liked your example. That was a great example. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like that would be. I think if so, if I found someone that did that, I'd be like, "What is wrong with you? Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but because we're thin, obsessed. Yes. In this culture, and because we're fat phobic in this culture, everybody's doing this with food. But it's actually like kind of hilarious and ridiculous that we do this. But it's because we're all obsessed with being skinny. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. – oh, society's messed up. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Kara, I want to thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today. I really enjoyed our conversation. It helped me a lot, and I know it's going to help people that listen a lot. And I will make sure to have all your links down below so that they can check out your podcast because I love your podcast and your Instagram you. and all that jazz because you're amazing, and it was great talking with you. Thank you so much for having me on here and for all of your kind words. And it was great to chat with you as well. I can't wait to listen to this podcast when it comes out. Yeah. Friends, wasn't that episode amazing? It was a huge honor having Kara on my podcast this week. Make sure you check out all of her links down below and seriously give her podcast a listen. You won't regret it. She is amazing. Before you go, please subscribe if you haven't already and leave me a review because I love reading them and the best part is they're free and they help me to know exactly what you like and don't like about my podcast. Anyway, guys, I hope you got some great tips and advice from this podcast as well. And I love you so much and I can't express and thank you enough for all the love and support you guys give me each week. It makes doing this so much easier and I will talk to you guys very soon.